welcome to Herpological Discussions. Today we're talking about guinea worm infections and wild-caught frogs. Should be interesting. Stick around. Thanks for listening to Herpetological Discussions. Uh, today I'm going to talk about another paper that kind of hails from my emerging diseases background. Um, I ran across this as I was listening to a podcast uh, from the CDC, or Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, their journal entitled Emerging Infectious Diseases uh, had a they had a discussion on guinea worms and uh this was the st- you know these uh guinea worms are the stuff of nightmares <laughs> uh this is one of the things that really stuck out to me during my undergraduate research uh learning you know about different infections and guinea worms were probably the scariest thing out there right? they just make your skin crawl thinking about them anyway the guinea worms are these uh, uh nematodes that infect uh, people um, they have kind of a complicated lifestyle, so they're uh, ingested by copiapods that are uh, dissolved upon entering. You know, so when somebody drinks contaminated water with these copiapods that have uh, taken in a guinea worm um, larvae, uh, the digestive acids in the stomach will get rid of the copiapod, but then allow the guinea worm larvae to uh, invade the system of the person that uh, drank the contaminated water and the uh, worms kind of get inside the body. Um, They'll typically find, you know, the guinea worms will find each other mate, and then the females will take up residence in the subcutaneous tissues of the person that's infected, and they get to about three feet in length. I mean, this is a large, probably one of the largest nematodes out there. And uh, they'll just kind of sit until they're ready to release eggs, and then they form a little blister on the extremity somewhere, usually on the foot. And uh, as some the person puts their foot in water, the female will emerge and shoot her eggs out into the into the water. So kind of creepy. Then the way to get rid of these things is you kind of coax them out by putting them in the water. They kind of emerge from the skin, and you grab the end of them and slowly wind them like on a pencil or a stick or something until you wind them out. If you break them off, that's bad news. You get an infection in your leg or something. So pretty creepy. Um, so there was a paper, this paper kind of talked about uh, guinea worms. The, the genus of the guinea worms is Dracunculus, which is kind of a fun little name to say. Um, but these, uh, they, f- they did a survey of some frogs in the country of Chad, which is in kind of the center of uh, Africa, um, next to Nigeria. Um, But they uh, looked at a bunch of different uh, frog species and were looking for different worms that were carried by these frogs because they were trying to figure out how different uh, guinea worm infections were occurring in this area where, uh, I guess, uh, the typical... um, route of transmission is not an issue in that place and so they were looking for alternative explanations I suppose and they discovered through the study they they looked at about uh, I think 88 different frogs and they found some nematode larvae in 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 six of them and one of those frogs had uh, the the guinea worm larvae in it so 
this just, I guess, it serves as a proof of principle that the, the frogs can serve as hosts for the guinea worm larvae. Um, they've, they've experimentally infected different frogs with uh, guinea worms, but uh, never have found one naturally occurring. Um, the researchers, one, one of the flaws of this paper, the researchers tried to identify the uh, frog species by DNA analysis, and they uh, got you know some sequence uh, from from the frog that had the parasite, and they identified it as uh, phy. Let's see, what is it? Uh, P. Francis Phrynobatrachus francisi, which doesn't occur in Chad, so <laughs> they should have pulled out their uh, range maps, I guess, for frog species in Africa. Um, that one occurs quite a bit to the west of where uh, the study was taking place. So uh, it's there's several different species of uh, Phrynobatrachus that occur in Chad. Um, so maybe Elberdi or something else, but there may be similar ones. But it looks like they were just going off of uh, sequence data. I don't know if they had, they didn't have a picture of the frog in the, in the uh, publication or anything. Um, so I guess kind of the, the take-home message here is that it's possible if, if people are, are eating frogs and they're not cooking them thoroughly, um, they could potentially get guinea worms from uh, feeding on frogs. So another reason to cook your food well. <laughs> um, so I, I just thought this was an interesting read. It's pretty short uh, paper, uh, so kind of a quick discussion this afternoon, but... The title, if you'd like to go look it up, is Guinea Worm Dracunculus mediensis Infection in a Wild-Caught Frog, Chad. And the author is Mark Eberhardt and his colleagues. And this was published in November 2016 in Emerging Infectious Diseases, Volume 22, Number 11. Uh, go check it out. And you can see a little picture of the Dracunculus uh, worm <laughs> as one of the figures. So kind of an interesting topic. Hope uh, my emerging papers, you know, discussion of emerging disease papers are not uh, putting anyone off, but uh, it's kind of interesting to me, so I thought I'd put it out there. Uh, don't eat frogs. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time on Herpetological Discussions.